0: marriage talk. Marriage was designed by God in a mysteriously beautiful way. As chosen people of Christ we ought to pursue His purpose and calling within this covenant as one. Dive in to know deeper knowledge of how to look at the bigger picture while pursuing a God-centered marriage with Pastor Preji along with Pastor Derek and Pastor
1: Kim. Welcome, my dear friends. We are so happy that you guys could join us this morning. I truly believe that today's conversation is going to be a blessing to you in your relationship, in your marriage, in your pursuit of uh, a marriage that is going to bring glory and honor to God. Uh, Today, I have uh, two dear friends with me on this podcast, and I'm sure that you know them. And if you don't know them, you are going to be so blessed by getting to know them on this conversation and also in the material and the resources that they produce otherwise as well. Uh, So help me welcome Pastor Derek and Kim. They are here all the way from Mumbai, and uh, we are so excited to have them with us today. Uh, Pastor Derek, Pastor Kim, would you just take a moment to uh, greet our listeners and just say hello to them?
2: Sure, sure. Pastor Preji, what a privilege to be with you. And uh, it's been truly a a blessing to come as a couple and be on your podcast. I want to take this time to greet all the hearers, the listeners, uh, the Jesus lovers. And uh, we believe that today's podcast, uh, the Holy Spirit will take charge and uh, he will use uh, the information that comes on this broadcast to bless each one of us and uh, move us closer to him in a special way so thank you
1: pastor kim would you just say hello to our friends and listeners
0: hello pastor priji it's such a joy to be on your podcast and uh, always good to look at your life and learn and I also want to greet all the listeners of your podcast. Uh, we really are going to have an exciting time, I believe. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. I, I, I believe that. You know, marriage is sometimes uh, a difficult topic to have a conversation on and yet... God has made it so mysteriously beautiful uh, that it will take an entire lifetime of working with each other, serving each other, loving each other, for us to get a glimpse of what God had in mind when he created man and woman and joined them together. I'd want to know from your perspective, pastors. uh, You know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, that we need to submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus. Now, how does that translate into our lives? How do we actually practice it from your perspective, from your learning? uh, How do we actually apply it into our lives and is it easy? What is it that stops us from submitting to one another? And how does submission to each other really help in our growth together as a married couple?
2: actually you uh, you've asked the right question and i think uh, submission is one of the most uh, difficult uh, most misunderstood uh, concepts when you talk about it in any aspect you know even in marriage or even at work (laughs) in the corporate or even at uh, you know your homes so but when it comes to marriage i believe that you know Ephesians 521 talks about submitting and talks about submit if you look at 521 it says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and uh, I think uh, that is the key for at least Pastor Kim and myself Uh, it's the reverence for Christ it's the reverence for Christ that uh, makes us submit So when you are submitted to God, uh, you know, it becomes very easy to submit to one another. In fact, uh, the Bible goes on to say that wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Right now, you also have in, in Christendom, you have a body that is not ready to submit to the head and you see that same thing playing out in marriages today so while the husband is the head the body is not willing to submit and even as Christ is the head the body is not willing to submit so if you look at it parallelly you realize that submission is actually the, the husband not submitting to the Lord first and uh, as a leader when he submits to the Lord it becomes very easy for the wife to submit, because then the nature of God begins to flow through the husband, and that just begins to, you know, be a blessing in your family, in your relationships, in your, in your children.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with uh, Derek. I think if you just look at uh, a portion of the scripture where where we just read that submit to one another, if you just look at this part of it, you know, it's going to be uh, a rule book for you. You are going to be looking for what to do, what not to do. But this picture changes when you bring God in the midst. And that is the key for me that when you live a life of surrender, when you are submitting yourself to God, you know, everything becomes an overflow. Then um, it's not something that you need somebody to teach you how a wife should submit to a husband or you know how you submit to one another but it just becomes uh, an overflow of your surrender to god and uh, when i was looking at this uh, book of ephesians we know that the last uh, three chapters you know paul is giving instructions to the church in Ephesus, but uh, i like the way how he starts the book where he talks about our identity and then he says that It's my prayer that you know him more. That means the more you know God, the more your level of surrender is going to increase, your level of submission is going to increase. So I really like the way Paul put it. He started off by saying that, that I I wish that you know God more. And then, you know, he he brought them to the point where he said that, uh, guys, you need to submit to one another. So I believe um, that is the key. You know, topmost is your knowing God more, you're uh, surrendering to Him more, and then uh, you will not uh, need an interview to look for solution. You know, the God in the inside of you, the Holy Spirit in the inside of you will change you and make you the way He wants you to be.
1: Wow! That is so powerful. You know, when we allow God uh, to take His central position, His uh, place of authority in our relationships, then it becomes so easy and like you said pasakim you know when we take it just that part that we need to submit, it may look hard or it may look very religious or it may look very challenging. But when we bring God in the picture and like Pastor Derek said, when a man submits to Christ first, it becomes easier for him to love his wife and for his wife to also submit to him. Now, I understand when God created marriage, his purpose for marriage was not just that we don't fight it was not just that we don't uh, hurt each other. It was much, much greater than that, you know, in Genesis chapter 2 and in multiple places, Ephesians chapter 5 and even in Matthew when Jesus quoted this, he said, The two shall become one. Uh, so sometimes that the oneness, achieving that oneness, achieving that unity can sometimes look challenging and uh, i'd like to know from both of your experiences how is it that the both of you uh, work together and you work through your differences and you work through your uh, challenges your it may be your personality differences it may be your different ways of dealing uh, with a particular problem but how do you work through all of this so that you can achieve oneness in marriage
2: Okay. Um, I can uh, probably answer this and you know Pastor Kim and myself I always keep telling our church I said we are so different from each other because uh, we're just so different and uh, when God bought us together we just knew that God bought us for a plan greater than ourselves so the purpose of marriage is not you you must understand that if you think it's you you've already lost the battle. There's a greater purpose. There's a greater purpose and that purpose is of God. And He wants to use marriage to be a blessing to many families and there's immense power in marriage. And that's why the enemy attacks marriages. How do we work? I think one of the best examples I can give you which came as a revelation to me is when we understand that everything, once we give our lives to Jesus, everything we get is a gift okay so you look at everything your salvation is a gift uh holiness is a gift uh sanctif- you know he says i made you holy i've justified you justification is a gift the gifts of the holy spirit are gifts the holy spirit himself is a gift and so this whole life after coming to know jesus is a matter of how you steward gifts god gives you gifts at regular intervals the way you steward it is the way you move up and the way you are able to move. So marriage, your partner, this is how God showed it to me. I remember we were young and we just got married. I'm just speaking to your audience because they, they need to connect with the others they'll think we are very holy people. <laughs> so we had, uh, you know, our share of differences. And I remember one day I just could not understand how to deal. And uh, I just walked out of the house and I went out running and I... You know, I talked to God, so I went on the road and started talking to Him and said, You know, God, I said, I prayed and told and you said you've given me this gift and this gift is behaving this way. (laughs) And I said, the gift is saying this and that. And then, you know, it was as clear as, as the person standing next to me and talking and the Lord spoke and He said, He said, Son, this is my gift to you. And uh, when I heard that, you know, James chapter 1 immediately came up. He says, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above, the Father of heavenly lights in whom there's no changing, like the shifting of sands. And then I realized that this is not a person that I got married to from some family. This was parceled, wrapped, gift wrapped, blessed, nurtured, beautifully bought up in God's garden and now handed over to me. When I got that revelation that this is God's gift, not my wife, it's a gift from my Father in heaven to me, my whole way of resolving differences changed. So now I do, you know, while we still have differences, it is never that something we cannot overcome because again, I'm handling a gift from my Father. And that brings, you know, uh, a whole new ball game. So now I can't, I cannot get angry. I cannot get upset. I can get temporarily upset about something, but I cannot hold it. Why? Because this is my father's gift to me, and how I steward it, and how I, I, I nurture it, and how I bless this gift to grow into a greater blessing is what God is requesting on
1: me so often we we take our relationships we take the person for granted and that is why we just say whatever we feel like and do whatever we feel like and and years later those words and those actions end up creating deep wounds in you know and when we begin to value the person as somebody that god has blessed us as a gift uh, the perspective changes even when there is differences The perspective completely changes. Let me ask you this. What, in both of your experience of your marriage and counseling other marriages and leading a church where there are people getting married and all of that, what is a bigger threat to marriage? Is it external factors or is it internal factors? Now, when I say external factors, it's stuff like, uh, you know, loss of a job or a health issue or. Uh, people, in-laws—all of these can be external factors. Whereas internal factors are things like uh, you know your heart is not in the right place, or you have insecurities, or or you have secret sins, or or there are things that you have not dealt with on your own. It's it's not something others can fix. So what what do you think is a bigger threat to marriage? Is it external factors or internal factors, and why?
0: Um, I think it's the internal factors because, even as we know that the Word of God says, um, it's the heart that is deceptive. And God says very clearly in His Word about everything, about <laughs> the external factors, about the storms, about everything, guard your heart. So, I believe it's the internal factors that hold the key because that is where your root is, that is where your foundation is so if your foundation is strong uh, storms may come and they will come but your building will stand but uh, you know when your internal factors are uh, in tandem with each other then i find this thing very beautiful that when there are external attacks you know when you're internally you all are strong and together uh, you will fight the external attacks together Mm it will become like a joy to see the hand of God there is a grace that will come when internally uh, your hearts are one your vision is one and then the external factors won't matter as long as your foundation is strong you know it's it's not going to get uprooted
2: yes yeah I was just going to say amen to that and uh, it's so true Um, the internal is the most important I remember my father telling me uh, he used to always tell me uh, Derek uh, no money no house all okay even if you're living on a 4x4 room it is much better and even the Bible you know goes uh, has a lot to say about that uh, the Bible also tells us that uh, you know in Proverbs 21: 9 it is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in the house shared with a quarrelsome wife so you know when like Pastor Kim said when the internal is strong then uh, no matter what and I've seen it in our lives you know Pastor uh, Pastor Kim can testify when we got married Pastor uh, we I remember we got married and came home we didn't have a house so we took one on rent and our first wedding night we all we had for a bed was a bed sheet and two pillows on the ground that was it but we were so happy because we found the partners that God had given <laughs> to each one of us. We were we were fully calibrated. We were equally yoked and that is so precious. You know, most of the problems, if, if you don't mind me saying, is because of the equilibrium, <laughs> the unequal yoke, the wrong calibration, uh, people coming in with their baggages, not being healed before you enter marriage. You know, that is so powerful. If people can only, you know, most people are waiting to jump and get married. But have you ever stopped to think, am I ready to get married? You know, because the minute you ask that question and you allow our great coach and comforter, the Holy Spirit to work on you, then He prepares you for marriage. You know, uh, if I can just share two more minutes on it. I remember before I got married, I had asked the Lord this. I said, Lord i want you to work on my life because i had been through some relationships earlier and they were all messed up and i said god i am not willing to get married till you heal me completely i want to be healed completely so that the wife that i get we will be serving you without a blip or a hiccup there should be no we should not be wasting our time thinking about problems, what about me, what you said, I said, she said, we are here to unite to destroy the other kingdom. So we should not waste our time because marriage is not given like you started off to just stop fighting. This is not the purpose of marriage. The purpose of marriage is to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth and through your family, nations start beginning to believe in this God because they see the effects of this God in your life. So. If we can ask this question, are we ready? And we can allow the Holy Spirit to do His work before we jump. Because remember, we jump in before getting prepared, you are going to learn it the hard way. That's where you'll require, you'll eat up the pastor's time, (laughs) you'll eat up everybody's time, and you know, uh, you'll you'll just uh, make a mess. So, the idea, what I would always say is, you know, if you're not married, use this counsel. But if, you're, if you are married, uh, remember this, that it's not the external factors. You can have less money, eat less, drive less, like how we started, but we were most happy that God gave us a gift to one another and we treasured it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the uh, common mistakes that uh, married uh, people make is that they think that marriage is the complete picture you know for them it's everything about marriage but we need to realize that marriage is just a part of the bigger picture it's it's not the complete picture the bigger picture is your vision for life the bigger picture is your call for life and so if we start looking at the bigger picture and when we start analyzing every situation that we go through and we ask ourselves the question, what's at stake? You know, when we start doing that, then we realize that uh, what are the petty things or uh, uh, small issues that we are fighting on, where, whereas there's something so much bigger at stake. So, so it's it's not about uh, how many clubhouses we own together, how many churches we have, but what is the vision that God has placed for your marriage? for us personally it's i believe uh, that is the glue that has kept us together because uh, that is the glue uh, that is the um, you know thing that brought us together in fact because when we met each other for the first time i think we didn't like each other <laughs> and uh, like i i in fact remember this is something funny i went to my friend's house after i met pastor Derek. And I was crying, and she's like, "Why? What happened?" It was just our first meeting, so nothing was fixed, nothing was happening. So uh, I told my friend that oh, I don't like this boy, and I was crying. So she's like, "It's okay, you don't like this boy, but why are you crying?" And I told her, "I'm crying because I know I have to marry this person. <laughs> 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 I somewhere in my heart I knew that you know this is the right man for me." and uh, the, the language that he spoke was, was completely the language of God and that is what you know, caught my attention and this is what personally we both were praying that we want uh, somebody who loves Jesus more than anything else and I, I knew that he was not faking it, it was not just a blurting out of scriptures but it was something that was coming out of his uh, closeness with God and that really touched me so that we are always you know this is one of uh, the key factors that has kept us together I think maybe it's different for uh, all marriages because everybody is different but personally for us uh, the vision uh, that we have you know it's like we both are running on the same track so uh, in the process we fall in the process we make mistakes in the process we get hit from different sides but uh, it's it's such a joy that you know we are uh, a part of that bigger vision, and we are moving in the same direction. So uh, that is something that has really um, kept us one. Wow, that's
1: that's beautiful. Uh, you know, a word of advice for all of us who are married and who are yet to be married: uh, marriage is not everything. The call of God over your life is the bigger picture. Aim for that, and. Let marriage be, be a part of that, not the other way around. You know, we, we try to fit everything else uh, according to how we want it rather than, uh, you know, us aligning to what God wants from our lives. And, and that was such a beautiful lesson. Thank you even for sharing your personal experiences, Pasakim. Um, yeah,
0: I, I just want to add a yeah. little bit more because if I miss out on this, then you know it's a very important thing. It's uh, so important that this vision that we are talking about, this vision uh, has to be from God. You know, It's not your personal vision that together as a couple you want to achieve this in life, you want to do this. No, it has to come out of a relationship with God. Otherwise, you'll be making another Tower of Babel. You know, you will have a vision, you will have unity, but it's not going to click. On the other hand, we had somebody like Noah, who was building the world's largest ship at that time. And uh, why was there so much grace upon what he was doing? Because he pleased God. And in that process, God gave him a vision. So this vision, uh, if, if you are married, if you are listening to this, um, doesn't matter how long you have been married together. If you don't have a vision, um, can we encourage you to uh, ask God for a vision uh, for your marriage? And then, when you know that you are in the will of God, you know you'll be like a Rajdhani Express. Uh, nothing will be able to stop you. St- as I said before, storms are going to come. Uh, times are going to be. Uh, I don't want to declare that, but no matter what happens, you know you'll be one. And there will be great joy even in the trials that you may go through.
2: And if I can just add one more, one more point to that, uh, because this is a very, I am just hearing the Holy Spirit saying to say this, uh, your question was, what, which is a bigger threat to marriage, right? Uh, is it the finances, people? And I know today's marriages are under a lot of pressure on finances, people, peer pressure, you know, and this is where I just want to speak to people never let your marriage be influenced by anybody's opinion you know we've seen so many marriages faster where people get married in a big way and you know they sh- they make it a big event show everything and then after the marriage they are on loans you know that's so sad because remember if you want to live life happy debt-free you don't want you know finance to become a pressure you don't want people's expectations on you because you are starting a unit on your own. So, never live for people. Remember that God has brought you together and God is the one who is going to build this house, provided you come together and, and start building His kingdom. And that has really been our life. Uh, I have, you know, honestly, I can say we've never looked at our finances. God has always increased it. Because we've always put everything to increase His kingdom and the God we serve never <laughs> lets you outdo Him. He'll make sure He outdo outdoes you every time. So I just wanted to say that don't let anyone pressurize you. Uh, you and your wife are a unit and make sure, even if it's a smallest house, what should make you happy is not the house, the kitchen, the washing machine, the car. The furniture what should make you happy is that god gave you a gift and that gift is forever cherish that make that work and everything will start coming in your life
1: that's beautiful and uh, the more many of the times our um, pursuit is to try to make more money and to make sure that we look good on our wedding day and instead of i'm not saying it's bad for you to have a good career or a good salary I'm just saying that there is so much more preparation needed in the way that we prepare our heart prepare our mind prepare ourselves in our personal lives and prepare ourselves to be a blessing to our spouse and and, and Derek, you you've hit the nail right where it is necessary and and uh, if you could give a word of advice or a word of uh, encouragement uh, to couples that may be at the verge of giving up on their relationship with each other, especially married couples that are at the brink of getting separated and giving up hope for anything changing in their marriage. What would be the one thing that you would tell them? How should they hold on? What should be the perspective that they should have when they feel that everything is lost? Uh, so if you both could share a word of advice and and also if you can just take time to just pray and bless every couples that are listening to us today, uh, that'll be awesome.
2: Okay, I'd like to uh, address this particular question with a reading from the book of Malachi and that is Malachi chapter 2 verse 13. And he says here, another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and your wife of your youth. Because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and spirit they are his. And here he answers the most critical question. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit. Guard yourself in your spirit. And do not break faith with the wife of your youth. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. And I hate a man's covering himself with violence as well as his garment. So guard yourself in the spirit and do not break faith with the wife that God has given you. Uh, You know, there are a lot of people, and marriage is one of the areas, uh, Pastor, my heart breaks because we know so many people who are suffering from hurts in marriage. You know, if I can just at this point tell you about Pastor Kim and uh, another youth in our church, Alicia, have written a new book, Girls' Years What You Never Knew, and this is for unmarried uh, single girls who are probably looking at getting married, I would request you to please read this book. This will tell you everything because you know, girls, one of the most hurt people in relationships, I'm not saying boys get hurt, but uh, you know, a boys are little thick skinned. <laughs> the women, my God, they carry the the baggage from one relation to the other. And then, you know, you enter a marriage and then you wonder why this marriage is falling apart it's because you have been roaming with years of baggage and this book you know which we cannot cover today will give you all the answers of what you should do before you get to marriage and how it will help you in the process of healing of deep wounds and you know when you get into marriage so it will heal you before but for for the question you asked me is how you know could you help with the process of healing for marital relationships i would just bring you to one very important uh, you know uh, revelation in my life if you are a born again and I believe I am speaking to born again believers God has given you a coach a mentor and a comforter that is the Holy Spirit if you do not submit to that spirit's voice who is giving you guidance then even the covering that is over you you will just be namesake You're getting me, Pastor? You know, today I realize having a spiritual father like, uh, you know, Dad, uh, Prophet Saiju Matthew and Prophet Estini Matthew, what a blessing they are. But the Lord keeps reminding me, if you do not submit to the spirit that I've given you, tomorrow even you will just be a nod, you know, a nod man. Even the covering will not make sense. So, we, you know, what we must submit to this coach because a coach sits and watches you. And He can see what you are doing is wrong. He can see what you are doing is going to hurt somebody. And He is the one who is going to tell you, don't do this. I am telling you, Pastor, how much of coaching I have got from the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you, because He has coached me, I have seen my wife in a way that no one could have revealed her to me. It had to be God. And when I got that revelation, now I, it was easy submitting. It was the easiest thing. Uh, because now I understood because there was the, the Holy Spirit was showing me things that probably she would have probably never been told me, way back into why a person is in a particular way, how they have probably been bought up, how you know you need to be sensitive to certain things. And so you know I would encourage every one of you, remember the Holy Spirit is very close to you. If you will honor him and hear him, he will speak to you. You know, yesterday of itself, I was reading a verse where Moses comes and he says, Wait here while I go and listen to the Lord. And the Lord speaks, you know, from above the mercy seat between the cherubim. So he's telling the people, Wait here while I go and listen. And I was trying to tell people that as long as you listen, you will find God speaking. As long as you listen. But if you're not a listening type, you will only be speaking you will not find God speaking to you in your life because you're not the type who listens. So we must develop listening ears because we have a God who speaks. Yes, Pastor.
0: Yeah, just to uh, add on to what uh, Derek shared, uh, if you are uh, listening to this podcast and you're going through a bad phase in your marriage, um, I would just say that get desperate.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Desperation sometimes holds the key. So, you get desperate and pray. And pray uh, saying, Lord, change me. Don't pray out of your desperation saying, change my spouse, but ask God to change yourself. You know, many of us, especially women, uh, struggle in these areas. I mean, in, in this area. I remember um, many times uh, we would. Uh, have an argument uh, among ourselves and I would keep on quoting this uh, to Derek saying that you know this is how uh, probably I am coming from this family so my dad had this issue we had you know this background I came from so that is why I behave the way I am behaving now you know give me give me time I need it will take time for me to change until uh, one time uh, Derek just told me that you know you don't belong to your kumar family anymore you know once you are born again your dna is changed so we we need to stop making that excuse i know everybody comes with with a baggage of past but we who are born again in the kingdom of god you know we have a a heavenly we have a divine connection and our dna is associated to uh, that family so, uh, there is nothing impossible, you know, when, when you get desperate and when you are, you want your marriage to survive, you know, God will um, give you the grace, He will give you ideas. And um, I also feel that, you know, we hear and we read so much about marriage, but it, when it comes to doing things practically, this is one area where we struggle. I, uh, recently, I, I joined this uh, badminton coaching. So uh, when when I was uh, in my school, uh, I used to play badminton. I did coaching for say 3 or 4 months and that's when I learned the rules of the game. So I I knew a few tricks of the game. Uh, But having said that, now when I joined the coaching, um, uh, this is what my coach said. He said that, you know, you know badminton but it's all in your mind. It's all in your head. And then i realized that i know things in my head but because i have not exercised my muscles because i have not uh, played i am completely out of shape i was struggling so uh, this is the case with many of us uh, who are married we know a lot of things we know a lot of scriptures in our head but uh, we need to bring that into practice we need to uh, apply it practically and uh, ask uh, uh, our best coach that is the Holy Spirit to give us ideas how to go about and, right. and, and he can uh, turn your mess into a message
1: Amen Amen absolutely could you just uh, take uh, a moment to just pray for our listeners if both of you could just say a word of prayer and bless them and uh, release whatever is on the heart of God that you are receiving from him right now Amen
2: Thank Amen Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We bless you. Lord, I just lift up all the couples who are listening, Lord, and even those who are planning to get married and not yet married, Lord. May they learn, Lord. May they not make the same mistakes. Lord, we thank you that you hate divorce. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they will get a revelation of the greater purpose that you have brought them together, Lord that they may not be so concerned to find out who's winning or who's right or who's wrong, but they may unite together to make sure that they reach the promised land that you have provided for yes. them, Lord. Lord, that they may not see who lands first, Lord, but they may make it together, Lord. Yes, Father, I pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that every deceiving spirit, every hurt in their mm. marriage, Lord, okay. Your word says if you confess to one another, you are faithful to forgive. And then your word goes on to say that uh, have you ever seen a man who hits his own body or hates his own body? And similarly, Lord, you've asked husbands to love their wives, Lord. Love them. Lord, we just pray for the husbands who are on this call to love and accept their wives as they are, Lord. Not to make them their private project to change, Lord. Lord, yes. we, you gave us a wife not to change her, but to love her. And Lord, you have loved us so unconditionally, Lord. You never asked us to change, but you l- laid yourself down. And through love, you changed us. Lord, yes, we know that any change which is not bought out of love will never last. Yes. And so I pray, Lord, that our listeners, oh God, will not be so keen on changing one another to win a conversation, yes. but will let love lead. Lord, I pray that their seed, which the enemy is against, Lord, that plan will be broken and that godly seed will come from them. Lord, we cancel the plan of the enemy over their marriage. And Lord, we speak your shalom. We speak your deliverance. We speak, O God, revelation knowledge. And we speak reconciliation, Lord, to every hurting heart, Lord. Because you are the God of reconciliation. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Kim. And thank you so much, Pastor Derek. Uh, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with the both of you and to continue to receive encouraging content and resources? I know that you both write blogs. And uh, of course, we'll also give a link to this book that you mentioned um, and any other way that they can uh, be in touch with you and continue to receive from you. Could you please uh, take a moment to share that?
0: Sure, sure. Our uh, website is pursuehim.net and uh, anybody who goes on the website you can check out our entire basket of resources and uh, with respect to the book that uh, Pastor Derek was talking about uh, it is titled girls here's what you never knew so the link for this book is pursuehim.net slash girls book and personally what we are going to do is um, for all you listeners of uh, pastor Pridhi's podcast uh, you can uh, get in touch with us you can write to us on our email ID, persuim-international at gmail.com, or you can uh, get in touch with uh, Pastor Pridji. Uh, we will be sending him a copy, uh, ebook, PDF version of the book, and uh, this is free for you, every every listener of Pastor Pridji's podcast. We also are going to be releasing the audio version of the book. Um, so we are going to be sharing the link to you, um, that link as well. So the audio book and the e-book, uh, please, uh, you can connect with Pastor prigi and uh, you can avail of this book and please pass it on to all the girls who are not yet married and who are looking forward for their marriage.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Kim, for the generous uh, offer, for the generous blessing and And we look forward to having you both again on this podcast. Uh, But thank you so much for giving us your time and pouring out your heart uh, through uh, this conversation. God bless you both. God bless you both. Thank
0: Thank you for tuning into today's Marriage Talk podcast. Hope it was a blessing to you. Do subscribe for more resources at pastorpreeti.com slash podcast.